I'm just giving an update because I haven't posted an episode in a while. Uh, I recently moved to Ukraine, to Kiev, so I've been a bit busy with that, and I just haven't been able to do an episode. But I'm going to resume the show, so uh, don't get hasty. I'm coming. Um... Uh, the next episode should be on the Syrian Civil War, Part 2. Hopefully it'll be the last part. Um, it's difficult to make these 30-minute shows, or to make the shows only 30 minutes, because <laughs> it's a lot of information. But um, if you guys want to contact me, you can contact me on Facebook, A Brief History Of. You can also contact me on TikTok. It's getting kind of big there. Uh, a Brief History Of on Instagram. But uh, yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate everything. And sorry again. Hope you uh, don't mind waiting a little bit longer. Here is an excerpt from an old show so that you, uh, you know, don't kill me. Cyrus the Younger would claim the throne. I'm noticing a trend here. The Ecumenids are not known for their loyalty to family members. Cyrus would hire a group of Greek mercenaries known as the Ten Thousand. Cyrus had connections with Greece. He was the messenger who gave all the money to Sparta so that they could defeat the Athenians, hired 13,000 Greek mercenaries, led by a Spartan general to overthrow his brother. The Greeks, always being pragmatists, joined the civil war as they thought Cyrus could be a powerful ally. These Greek mercenaries are known today as the 10,000, simply because 10,000 is a much sexier number than the actual number 13,000. Due to the destruction caused by the Greco-Persian Wars and the Peloponnesian War, Many Greek cities were destroyed economically. From this point on, Greeks would become famous mercenaries throughout the Persian Empire. Xenophon, who was a Greek historian, is how we know of the 10,000. He was a personal friend of Socrates, and similar to Herodotus, we should be thankful to have him historically. We learned a lot about the Persian Empire from this time through his writings. The Battle of Kunaxa, on the outskirts of Babylon, today about 60 miles outside of Baghdad, secured Artaxerxes II's throne. In the battle, Cyrus the Younger was killed. The 10,000 now had no employer and were trapped deep within enemy territory. Artaxerxes demanded the Greeks lay down their weapons, and the Greek commander replied, quote, Conquerors do not give up their arms. End quote. Artaxerxes then offered the Greeks safe passage through their lands, provided that they don't pillage anywhere in Persia. The Greeks accepted and began their long journey back to Greece by following the Tigris River. The Persian army went with them to escort the Greeks back to make sure they didn't pillage anywhere. Brawls kept breaking out between the two armies, so the Persians offered to meet the Greek commanders to discuss the situation over dinner. While at dinner, the Persian officers had the Greek high-ranking officers arrested and murdered their bodyguards who waited outside. The Greek commanders were executed for the crime of treason. The Greeks at their camp learned what had happened from a mortally wounded soldier who managed to make it back to camp. The Persians sent messengers and offered safe passage out of the country if they laid down their weapons. The Greeks obviously didn't trust the Persians after what they had done. The Greeks, now leaderless, far away in an unknown land and running out of supplies, began to panic. Until the next morning, Xenophon gave a rousing speech, where he connected with the soldiers on their sense of honor. He told the soldiers if they were going to die, they were going to do it on their own terms not the Persians. The Greeks, to the man, agreed with Xenophon, and they elected new leaders, Xenophon being one of them, and a Spartan the other. It was kind of symbolic, Xenophon being an Athenian, and the Spartan working together, not fighting against each other. 
The unified Greece was attempting to survive the monstrous onslaught of the Persian Empire, just like their greatest days, where Themistocles and Leonidas put aside their differences to face Xerxes and his million-man army. This is a story on the Persians, so I won't spend my time explaining this, but the story and experiences of these Greeks are absolutely amazing. The Greeks, who saw the ruins of the ancient Medians and the Persians, dealt with tribes all over the massive Persian Empire, snow-covered mountains, all the while being harassed by Persian horse archers. If you like The Lord of the Rings, this type of book is perfect for you. You can read about it in Xenophon's book, Anabasi. As mentioned earlier, the Persian Empire was now on a downturn. One of the effects of the 10,000 escaping was that it showed the empire's weakness. A mere mercenary force was able to march through the empire and escape the king of kings' wrath. It caused many satraps to rebel, and Alexander would use inspiration from the 10,000 and some of the same routes on his invasion roughly 90 years later. Back to the Battle of Kunaxa. Cyrus the Younger, with his Greek mercenary 10,000, actually won the battle, and after the battle, he proudly marched through the enemy lines, proclaiming, quote, clear the way, clear the way, villains, end quote, which they did, and they threw themselves at his feet. Cyrus's crown fell off. A young Persian soldier named Mithridates came across him and mistook him for a regular soldier. He threw a dart which hit Cyrus in the temple and killed him immediately. Artaxerxes gave Mithridates a large amount of gold to tell everyone else that it was Artaxerxes who had actually killed Cyrus in an attempt to gain legitimacy. Mithridates agreed, but he got drunk one night at a party, and he began boasting about killing Cyrus. Furious, Artaxerxes allegedly ordered Mithridates to be murdered in a notoriously torturous way, known as scaphism. His punishment, as told by Plutarch, was as follows. Quote, the king decree that Mithridates should be put to death in boats, which execution is after the following manner, taking two boats framed exactly to fit and answer each other. They lay down in one of them the malefactor that suffers upon his back, then covering it with the other, and so setting them together that the head, hands, and feet are left outside, and the rest of his body lies shut up within. They offer him food, and if he refuses to eat it, they force him to do so by pricking his eyes. Then, after he has eaten, they drench him with a mixture of milk and honey, pouring it not only into his mouth, but all over his face. They then keep his face continually turned toward the sun, and it becomes completely covered up and hidden by the multitude of flies that settles on it. And as within the boats, he does what those that eat and drink must do. Creeping things and vermin creep out of the corruption and the rottenness of the excrement. And these entering into the bowels of him, his body is consumed. When the man is manifestly dead, the uppermost boat being taken off, they find his flesh devoured, in swarms of noisome creatures preying upon, and, as it were, growing to his inwards. In this way, Mithridates, after suffering for 17 days, at last expired. End quote. If the language was a bit too colorful for you, ancient writing often is, essentially what happened was they made him immobile for 17 days, spreading food all over his face so that it would attract flies. The flies began to plant babies on and in him, and eventually he died from being eaten alive from the inside out by insects. Wow. Maybe the Assyrians weren't so bad. Wow. That was creepy. I'll tell you what's not creepy. Subscribing to my podcast on iTunes, Apple, uh, Google Podcast, um, uh, all those crazy applications. It really helps me. So please, uh, if you like my show, please subscribe to me. Thanks a lot. And back to the show. Well, if you like that, 
you're in luck because that is a three-part series on the ancient Persian Empire. And you can find uh, the other episodes on my website. It's uh, Ancient Persia 1, Ancient Persia 2, and Ancient Persia 3. All right, guys. I hope to see you next week. Bye-bye.